latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Good morning. Praise be to Jesus. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. It is Thursday, May the 19th, 2022. And we're going to ask a, a good and tough question today. I think one that many of us probably think about. We probably never put it in these words. But I think it's an important conversation. Is it possible to live joyfully in the midst of a depressing and uh, increasingly depressing world around us well we're going to ask that question with father sam medley today he is with the society of our lady of the most holy trinity and she, he's got a uh, program a radio show that's going to be launching across the guadalupe radio network in june called a life lived joyfully and we're going to talk to him about that coming up at 35 past the hour praise be to god lots of stories in the news uh though the uh, you know the disinformation board from the white house that got uh, put on pause praise be to god uh there is a a proposed amendment to give the world health organization complete sovereignty over declaring emergencies in our country that seems rather strange to me but here's some good news well no not really i guess the national average gas price per gallon is up more than a dollar and fifty from this time last year headed towards six dollars a gallon nationally although it's already there in California. So that's kind of crazy. The Dow dropped over 1,000 points, worse since the 2020. Uh, And in Sri Lanka, things are really bad. We're going to be talking to you about the Sri Lanka story coming up at 15 past the hour. You need to be praying for the folks in Sri Lanka right now. Things are not good there. I'll catch you up on all that and more. But here's some good news. Here's some really good news. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. <laughs> good morning, Joe. That's good news for me. It's good news for you. I will be I will be filling in, and praise be to God, we're going to have Brent Haynes in the studio, so he's going to be in to uh, help out with the show, and it's good yeah. to have him because he's yeah. a really cool guy. The arbiter of great news, Brent Haynes. Brent Haynes. <laughs> he's going to be fun. So I am actually taking off tomorrow, and I'm taking off Monday, because I'm going to be driving my daughter and and her friend to a discernment retreat with a Dominican convent out in Marbury, Alabama. Praise be to God. So I'm, t- I'm going to drive them out there tomorrow, drop them off, and then I and another one of my kids are going to be hanging out. While they're doing their retreat, I'm going to be hiking Oak Mountain, just south of Birmingham. So I'm looking forward to that. Praise be to God. Pra- nice. And then hopefully the rain won't be too bad. It's supposed to rain. I'm not sure. Hopefully the rain will hold back because on our way back, we're stopping the beaches of Mississippi. And uh, that ought to be fun. So it's going to be a great trip. Looking forward to that. But if you could do me a favor and keep my daughter in your prayers and her friend in your prayers and all those ladies that will be on this discernment retreat, we'd be very grateful to you. Speaking of needing prayers, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Very true. Very true. I do need prayers. Uh, as many as humanly possible. Well, come on now. It's not that bad. It's, it's, it, that's very necessary. It's very I necessary. am in dire need dire. of all the prayers. Mm, that's the what your world. roommates were telling me, for sure. Yes. I woke up late today, and I look like a mess. So if you're watching on the live stream, you can see I do not wear I not have a hat, and I have not yet combed my hair. Mm. It's like sticking straight up in the air. Mm. Good. Great disaster. <laughs> I just thought all the kids were doing that today. You're oh, yeah, that's it's actually just a style. Yeah, okay. this is actually okay. just what's cool yeah. right now. I thought so. Yeah. I, I, if you had not said, 
I, that that was your bedhead, I would have said that's the latest style. You probably paid good money to look like I that. I am well known for being on top of all the fashion trends. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows. And I am looking forward to Monday because Officer Jesus Robles will yeah. be on the show. That's right. And he has told me, he said, Adrian, on Monday we're going to dedicate the show to a slam poetry mm. guest and have Ooh. a slam poetry battles. Uh, on mo that's that's no. Monday's show? It's all slam poetry? <laughs> all slam poetry wow. all day. Not if I can help it. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm almost sorry to say I'm missing it. Uh, mm. Not... If I can help it. Is that slam poetry? I think so. Okay. That's what it sounds okay. like. It's about as good as any slam poetry I've heard. <laughs> do, I, do I do the thumb click thing? Uh, yeah. The show <laughs> must go on. <laughs> yeah, speaking of which, let's go on. All right, so that's the deal. I'll be off tomorrow and Monday, but we're going to have great programming for you, so make sure to stick around for that. If you're living in the Washington, D.C. area, guess what? St. Padre Pio's relics are headed your way May 21st to, uh, through the 22nd at the Basilica of the National Shrine. I am so jealous. He is my, uh, my, one of my patron saints and my confirmation saint. So if you can go and you live in the Washington, D.C. area, I think you have a moral obligation to do so on my behalf. I'm just saying. I'm just, just putting it out there. But let's pray and let's begin. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy. Hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. And now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Thursday, May 19th. And here's a roundup of your headlines this morning. The Hill reports U.S. citizen and Chinese officials charged with spying on dissidents. Officials have charged Queens, New York resident Wang Shijun and four officials from the Chinese Ministry of State Security with allegedly carrying out a scheme to collect information on dissidents and activists to then be given to the Chinese government. Court documents allege that Wang helped establish an anti-Chinese government pro-democracy organization in his area and allegedly used his reputation to provide information to the Chinese officials and the government on human rights leaders and activists. The Epic Times reports Biden invokes Defense Production Act to accelerate domestic production of baby formula. In a statement published yesterday, the White House announced that the Defense Production Act would require infant formula's manufacturers' ingredient, ingredient suppliers to prioritize the needs of infant formula manufacturers before any other customers. The administration remains in close touch with manufacturers and retailers to identify transportation and logistical needs to increase the amount and speed of FDA-approved formula being shipped into the country and ensure that formula is quickly moving from factories to retailers, the White House said yesterday. Axios reports DHS preparing for violence following abortion ruling. Law enforcement agencies are investigating social media threats to burn down or storm the Supreme Court building and murder justices and their clerks, as well as attacks targeting places of worship and abortion clinics. The mass shooting in Buffalo, New York over the weekend was, has complicated everything even more, said Jonathan Wackrow, a risk management consultant and a former special agent with the U.S. Secret Service. He says the attack in Buffalo actually has a measured impact on this road decision and how people will react to it, he told Axios. 
you see that people are willing to engage in the most violent acts in furtherance of ideology, he said. Justin News reports Biden administration reportedly pausing controversial disinformation board. The Department of Homeland Security is reportedly pausing its recently formed disinformation board after roughly just three weeks amid criticism and confusion over the, over the effort the effort and its leadership. The agency made the decision earlier this week to shutter the board, which was followed by a draft resignation letter from Nina Yankovic, who was hired to lead the board. Since the announcement of her hire, critics have pointed out to uh, pointed to online posts that she made that suggest she had spread her own disinformation, including challenging the authenticity of a laptop belonging to Hunter Biden. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. The saint of the day is St. Ivo of Kermartin. He was born in 1253 in Kermartin, a manor near Treguer in Brittany, in the 17th of October, 1253. Ivo was the son of Helori, the lord of Kermartin, and Azo du Kenquas. In 1267, Ivo was sent to the Faculty of Law of Paris, which is now known as the University of Paris, where he graduated in civil law. While other students caroused, Ivo studied, he prayed, and he visited the sick. He also refused to eat meat or drink wine. Among his fellow students were the scholars Dun Scotus and Roger Bacon. Huh, very familiar names. He went to Orleans in 1277 to study canon law under Peter de la Chapelle, a famous journalist who later became Bishop of Toulouse and a Cardinal. On his return to Brittany, having received, a, uh, received minor orders, he was appointed an official, the title given to an ecclesiastical judge of the Archdeanery of Reims. He protected orphans and widows and defended the poor and rendered fair and impartial verdicts. It is said that even those on the losing side respected his decisions. Ivo also represented the helpless in other courts and he paid their expenses and visited them in prison. He earned the title Advocate of the Poor. Although it was common to give judges gifts, Ivo refused these so-called gifts or bribes. He often helped many disputing parties settle out of court so they could save money. Meanwhile, he studied scripture and there are strong reasons for believing the tradition held among Franciscans that he joined the Third Order of St. Francis sometime later at Goingamp. Ivo was ordained to the priesthood in 1284 and he continued to practice law and once when a mother and son could not resolve many of their differences, he offered a mass for them and they immediately reached a settlement. Ivo was soon invited by the Bishop of Treguar to become his official and accepted the offer in 1284. He displayed great zeal and rectitude in the, dis in the discharge of his, of his duty and did not hesitate to resist taxation uh, by the king which he considered an encroachment on the rights of the church. Due to his charity, he gained the title of advocate and patron of the poor. Having been ordained, he was appointed to the parish of Tredraz in 1285, and eight years later, he died of natural causes after a life of hard work and repeated fasting. St. Ivel Kermartin, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 15, verses 9 through 11. As the Father hath loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, as I have also kept my Father's commandments, and do abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, 
and your joy may be filled. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Chrysostom says, quote, If then I love you, be of good cheer. If it is the Father's glory that ye bring uh, good forth good fruit, if it is the Father's glory that ye bring forth good fruit, bear no evil. Close quote, St. Chrysostom. St. Augustine says, quote, Who doubts that love precedes the observance of the commandments? For who loves not has not that whereby to keep the commandments. These words then do not declare whence love arises, but how it is shown that no one might deceive himself into thinking that he loved our Lord when he did not keep his commandments. It is not that we keep his commandments first and that then he loves us, but that he loves us and then we keep his commandments. This is that grace which is revealed to the humble but hidden from the proud. Close quote. St. Augustine. Isn't that something? Don't deceive yourself. If you don't keep the Lord's commandments, you don't actually love the Lord. It's one thing to say you love the Lord. It's another to live as though you love the Lord. That's the point of St. Augustine. St. John of the Cross says, quote, Call him beloved to spur him to answer your prayers. For when God is loved, he is not slow to respond to the petitions of the one who loves him. The Christian soul can truly call him beloved when his mind and heart are set on him alone. Close quote, St. John of the Cross. Now, I also checked out Machiavelli's uh, commentary this morning, and he had an interesting point on being grateful or having gratitude towards God. He says, quote, I also have loved you with a similar love, choosing you of my own gr gratuitous goodness out of the rest of mankind to be exalted to the exalted dignity of the apostleship, thus becoming my representatives, sharers in my power in preaching the gospel to the entire earth, making Jews and Gentiles partakers of salvation. Show then your gratitude and love for me by abiding in my love, persevering in the performance of good works, so that in turn my love may abide in you. Close quote. Machiavelli's commentary. I find that interesting because every night when we examine our conscience, what do we say to the Lord? I am so heartily sorry for having offended you, who are deserving of all my love. Let us have gratitude for the Father for all that he has done. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Unbelievers often reject religion because it sometimes causes conflict. They'll say, science will fly you to the moon, religion will fly you into buildings. Is this a rational basis for rejecting religion? The answer is no, and here's the reason. First, just because something causes conflict doesn't necessarily mean it's bad. For example, many wars have been fought over land. Does this mean we should do away with the right to private property? I don't think so. 
Second, the objection doesn't specify which religions cause war. It may belong to the essence of some religions to spread its message by the sword, and these we should reject, but it doesn't belong to all religions. So, to the question, should I reject religion because it causes conflict? The answer is no. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Coming up at 35 past the hour, we're going to have a great conversation with Father Sam Medley from the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity about living joyfully in a world that seems seems to truly lack joy and uh, seems to be getting worse every single day. But how do we as Catholics stay joyful in the midst of all of that? I think it's a very important conversation. It's coming up, so don't go anywhere. Stick around for that. But there are, as I say, speaking of depressing, lots of stories in the news that are of great concern to me, and I know they are to you as well. And let me just bring you up to speed really quickly on what's going on in Sri Lanka. I'm not sure if you're following this story or not, but it's an important one. There is massive unrest in Sri Lanka right now. Things are not good there. 40% inflation. You think it's bad here? 40% 40% inflation there. They defaulted on their debt. They're running out of uh, food, and they have very little fuel. In fact, there are riots going on right there. Uh, Adrian, I'm showing my, uh, my desktop right now with some video clips, so you can see if you're watching us on the, on the live video feed, what you can do on our website, grnonline.com forward slash cdt. But there are massive riots, uh, unrest, because the people are running out of food, and they're also running out of gas. They've gone down to no reserves. They're keeping what they have just for ambulances, fire trucks, police vehicles, that kind of thing. And people are waiting in line for, you know, all day long for either food or for gas. It's gotten so desperate now, now that the people who are rioting have gone to the point where they are capturing local officials and beating them. They have a video clip here in front of me of these local officials that they have stripped down and they are holding them and beating on them. They've taken their cars and tossed them into ditches and, and into uh, waterways and such. It's getting very desperate there. Uh, and so I bring this up to say we need to be praying, praying for peace in our world, praying for the provision of people and for their own peace in desperate times and desperate situations. Because this is partly of the, uh, of, uh, responsible for those that govern Sri Lanka, but also it's stemmed to the sanctions in Russia and the lack of, of grain and fertilizer and how this impacts poor countries. We think of ourselves a lot of times, but in reality, it's going to affect Africa, Sri Lanka, pl- places like this far faster and more devastating than it will even us. So let us not uh, forget them today. Let us pray for the people in Sri Lanka and that peace will come back to them. I saw another headline today. Let me switch subjects here. It's, uh, this came out of hot air. The headline says, with plunging enrollment, a seismic hit to public schools. It says, altogether, America's public schools have lost at least 1.2 million students since 2020. According to a recently published national survey, state enrollment figures show no sign of a rebound to the previous national levels anytime soon. You know, what's interesting about that is 
the, the reality of so many stories coming into the news these days of parents who are learning the hard way that the school system is up to shenanigans with their kids and they've been kept in the dark, lied to, and manipulated only to find that their kids are, are now going through depression and confusion because of what goes on there. And, and let me just be clear. That doesn't mean all schools, and it certainly doesn't mean all teachers or faculty, because I know that there are a lot of hardworking, great teachers who care, who love their children that they teach, and then they have their best interest at heart, and they're working in a system that's often flawed and has a difficulty and challenges through bureaucracy, lobby, and the rest. I get it. Not every teacher should be painted with the same brush. I understand. However... We all know that there is a major problem in the school system all across this country, and not just in the public schools, but in private schools too. And parents can no longer just drop their kid off and hope that, and that everything's going to be fine because they're finding out the hard way. And here is an example of this. And I, I tried to get this person on our show, but so far we've not been able to connect. If I can, I will do that. But here's a, uh, a little article out of The Blaze. The headline says, Mom says middle school invited daughter to secret LGBTQ plus club did unthinkable things with the children. So here's a little bit of the article. A Colorado mother of three, Erin Lee, said her 12-year-old daughter was recruited by teachers to attend an art club after school only to find it was a GSA, or a Gay Straight Awareness Alliance Club. Not only was the family misled about the purpose of the club, but a guest speaker who told the middle school students that, quote, if they're not fully comfortable in their bodies, that means they're transgender, close quote. Also encouraged the kids to keep secrets from their parents. Uh, Aaron Lee told Glenn Beck on his Glenn Beck radio program Monday that her quote, shy, vulnerable, barely 12-year-old daughter, close quote, had just moved to Wellington Middle School in Fort Collins, Colorado, when she, when she was invited by her art and homeroom teachers to attend an art club after school. Quote, she texted us, we gave her permission for art club, close quote, Lee said of her daughter, going on to say, quote, when she got there, it was actually GSA, or Gender and Sexuality Awareness or Alliance Club. The teacher had invited in a completely unqualified outside presenter who did unthinkable things with the children. I'll give you the Cliff Notes version. She told them, what you hear in here, keep in here. She, re she used flags to use defining words, telling them if they're not fully comfortable in their bodies, that means they're transgender. Then she would hand out the flags and stickers and bracelets and other swag. She told them that queer is a label for when they're still figuring out their sexuality. She goes on to say, she did the gender-bred person, which explicitly asked kids who they're sexually attracted to. So 11, 12, 13-year-olds with peers and adults in the room talking about their sexuality. She handed out her personal contact information and invited them to connect on teen chat platforms like WhatsApp and Discord, where she knows that parents are not monitoring the conversation. She told them that families may not be safe, and it's okay to lie about where they are. And in fact, 
The art teacher, as my daughter was leaving the room that day, pulled her aside and said, remember, you don't have to tell your mom, close quote. The outside presenter, Kimberly Chambers, is the director of Splash Youth of Northern Colorado, an organization that targets children as young as five years old, as indicated on its own website. Chambers is a paid employee of the Larimer County Department of Health and Environment with access to children's information, according to a parent's Defending Education Incident Report. Now, this is already very troubling, is it not? I mean, could you imagine finding out the hard way that your child at school, a school that you thought was a good school, not like some, you know, just you just have to deal with it kind of inner city school because you have no other choices, but you're living out in the suburbs in a nice, in a nice place, and these are great schools with great reputations. You know, so it's not what you think. And you drop your kid off, and you think your, those teachers have their best interest, only to find out that they're being encouraged to lie, to keep secrets, and to question who they are, why God made them, and what their purpose is in life. Because that's at the heart of this, is it not? But it gets worse than that. Because when this concerned parent, a mother of three, said, no, this ain't going to happen on my watch, and she stands up for her kid, bad things begin to happen. Lee went on to say that after learning from her daughter what happened, she and her husband contacted the school principal, who confirmed that the meeting was, in fact, held in secret. And they are always held in secret because, as a public school, they have to offer children a safe space. Lee then turned to the school board, but said she was ignored for months. Finally, she was able to meet with board members Kristen Draper, who turned out to be a close friend and strong ally to Chambers. Draper also volunteered for, the, uh, for an arm of the splash called Skittles. FOIA emails showed that the school immediately colluded when I objected to what happened, Lee told Glenn. They immediately colluded with the school board to keep me quiet. They referenced parents who find out as, uh, they referenced parents who find out as barriers uh, that the school board has removed. They talked about sending social services into my home because I didn't like what they did with my children, she continued. Do you see that? We talked about this, uh, not that well, just was just the other day about the medical kidnapping situation that happened up in Idaho. Was that Monday, I think it was, Rudy? That we talked about that? Yeah, that's correct. You know, parents being threatened to have someone come in to take their kids because they're concerned about what happens at their kids' school. Uh, parents are the enemy. This is a subtle but an important thing that we must must point out. Yeah, I think so, too. And it, it's rather concerning, too, for, for uh, parents who have children in, in public schools because, really, the school wants to appropriate your children. The government wants to appropriate your children. It's in their best interest to indoctrinate them in the way that they see fit. And it's taking away the rights of the parents, which is why so many parents are standing up. But we have to keep talking about this because I think now the lid is, is being blown off. People are, are seeing how obvious it is that, that they want to take your children from you and raise them the way that, that they want to. Yeah. They won't allow you to raise your children the way that you want to. They want to do it their way. Yeah. And uh, it's concerning because when you fight back, they then threaten you with, well, we're going to send Child Protective Services to your house. We're going to find a reason to take your children away. It's really a, a, a strange situation that the government wants to devastate the family this way, to remove children from their parents. How could that be any 
How could that be productive to the child's well-being? No, it is destructive. Uh, in fact, Aaron says in this article, quote, My daughter had never expressed gender dysphoria before. She never expressed that she had any trouble at home. She never spoke to me. I never spoke to any of the, of the people that did these things before they decided to talk about calling CPS. In the state of Colorado, if my child had said to the CPS that I wasn't affirming her transgender identity, I firmly believe they would have removed her from the home. And the people knew, knew this when they suggested that CPS come to our home to remove our child, Lee warned. Colorado is off the rails in particular, but this is happening everywhere, close quote. Now, uh, this is interesting for a number of reasons because, you know, Lee, Aaron Lee now has to run an organization in the state of Colorado. She never intended to. It wasn't on her to-do list, her agendas. You know, it wasn't one of the goals she had in life was to start uh, a movement of parents that are concerned who don't want to be bullied by school systems or the faculty said school systems, you know, in this way. And here she is trying to do this. And so, like I said, we were trying to get her on. But he, the Catholic Church teaches very clearly the parents are the primary educators of children. The parents are. And in a world that tries to twist that and to take that away from parents, this is a perversion that we must stand up to and say, no more. We can't be doing this. Because ultimately, the attack on mom and dad and the kids is an attack on not only just society itself, but, but on God. It is the very design God gave to the world, to creation itself. In the beginning, he made the male and female. And his very first command was to go forth to multiply and to have children to be fruitful this is the society and the fabric of society is the parents and family we must defend it we must stand against these ideologies because they are destructive don't go anywhere we'll be right back more breaking news and stories and a life lived joyfully all that's coming up next Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march. All women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. From the University of Dallas and as seen on EWTN. What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the, the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage. Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. And now, more headlines. Axios reports, U.S. gun manufacturing triples since the year 2000. And here's a funny uh, headline from the Washington Examiner. Cold Turkey. Erdogan blocks fast-tracking Finland and Sweden's NATO applications. 
Turkey slammed the brakes on a procedural vote to fast-track Finland and Sweden's applications to join NATO on Wednesday and presented a list of concerns to allies. Ascension requires unanimous agreement among NATO members, which gives the state uh, which gives the member state, rather, Turkey, ample leverage. Turkey has been at odds with other members of NATO over Western support of Kurdish fighters in parts of the Middle East in recent years, and has expressed regrets about permitting neighboring Greece into the alliance in the 1980s. The Epic Times reports California church shooting suspect had ties to Chinese Communist Party front group. Chu, a native of Taiwan, has close ties to the China Council for the Promotion of Peaceful National Reunification an entity under Beijing's United Front Work Department, a powerful Chinese Communist Party agency charged with the overseeing of foreign influence operations. The council was founded by the Communist, uh, Chinese Communist Party in 1988. Its primary mission, as stated on its website, is countering separatist movements such as those calling for Taiwan's independence. The Chinese Communist Party considers Taiwan to be part of its territory even though the regime has never ruled the, the self-governed island. The Daily Signal reports, with Dobbs on the horizon, states continue to ramp up pro-life legislation in 2022. As of April, 42 states have introduced a total of 417 pro-life bills or bills containing at least one pro-life provision in 2022. This includes 273 bills introduced in 2022 and 144 bills introduced in the last year for current legislative sessions. These bills contain a total of more than 600 pro-life provisions. The laws enacted so far this year demonstrate a variety of approaches to pro-life legislation. While pro-abortion advocates will continue to assert the false claims that the pro-life people only care about babies before they're born, the legislation moving forward proves otherwise, with many of the efforts focusing on increasing support for mothers and families, not just during pregnancy, but well after the child is born. And those were your headline news this morning. God love you. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Rudy, for keeping us up to date. Joining us right now via Zoom chat is our good friend, Father Sam Medley from the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity. Good morning to you, Father. Good morning, Joe. It's wonderful to be here. Praise be to God. We're glad to have you on today. It's been a long time. You, I think you were like one of the early guests we had from Catholic Drive Time, like way back in 2020. What a year is it now? 2021? It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was quite a while ago. Yeah. Praise be to God. It's cool. We're glad to have you back. And, uh, and we have good news uh, we're going to be sharing in this conversation. But uh, let me just start with this. Um, we deal with a lot of negative news on the show. We bring our listeners up to speed on lots of stories going on in the world. We read the, read the news so they don't have to. <laughs> and oftentimes it can be very depressing and very negative and yet, we don't want to put our head in the sand, but at the same time, I think it's important to ask the question, how is it even possible to live joyfully in a world that seems depressed and being ever more depressed by the day? Very simple. Jesus Christ. It's uh, being radically focused on Christ means that you're no matter what happens, you're going to be joyful. And having a special configuration to Christ, given special times that we're living in, is the answer to that. There isn't any other answer. If if it's not that answer, it's not authentic. And uh, I'm really excited about the, the new show, uh, Life Lived Joyfully, because that's when we get to focus on Christ in a special way in the afternoon. Uh, something that's needed, you know, you have your Catholic drive time in the morning. In the afternoon, it's like a, it's kind of like a refocusing. Hey, let's remember, uh, you have the Divine Mercy Chaplet at three o'clock. And then followed that by that, you have some time to look at the gospel 
and what is God asking of me today? The the, the good news. Um, you know, you hear all the other other news, but focusing all news within the good news is a way of being realistic about the bad news that happens, but also living an authentic, joyful life, not like a joy that's inconsiderate or not grounded. I love that. I love that. That's fantastic, you know, because a lot of the times we can't affect much of what happens outside of ourselves, right? And so, you know, the news is the news, and most of the time it's bad, maybe because that drives the clicks. I don't know, but the news usually is pretty bad, and there's not much we can do about it, but to look inwardly and refocus ourselves upon the good news, which is, you know, our blessed Lord Jesus Christ. Um, in a practical way, see, I'm a pragmatist, so I always like to think about things in a practical way. What what do you think is, is going to be the, the most practical thing that uh, you can provide on the show? Well, it's a, the, the main thing, really, is the daily focus on Christ with the daily gospel. Um, that That is everything, because... You know, Catholics don't realize a lot of times that God has given them a daily kind of mission purpose. You know, the, the gospel for the day, for the, the Catholic readings for the day, really are a program of life. They are armor. They are a mission. They're the means of contemplation. They are the means of raising your family. They're the means of interacting with the world. In a whole bunch of ways, the word of God for the day. And so uh, what we're going to be doing is basically unpacking the scriptures as a kind of mission of how to live virtue, how to answer the call to holiness in the most practical way. And the wonderful thing is, it's already done for you. The Holy Spirit has already mapped out uh, your life of virtue for your life with uh, the Catholic uh, readings. And every two years, you go through a huge portion of the scriptures, if you're making that your plan of life. Mm. Um, And it's, it's kind of weird not to pick that up and yeah. look at that as a as a plan of life. It's an excellent, excellent um, guide. You know, part of the reason why, or I would say a big reason why we read the gospel and do a saint of the day and all of that on this show is for this very reason. Now, it, I'm, I'm going to share something with you, Father, but you got to promise me you don't tell anybody this, okay? Okay. This is, <laughs> this, is, this is my personal secret agenda here, okay? So don't tell anybody. I won't. But... I, in my experience, most Catholics, what's the percentage? I have no idea. But most Catholics don't really spend any time studying Scripture, let alone their faith on, on the whole. They don't dive deeper than the surface level. Uh, they don't really put a whole lot of effort into, even, even if it was just the Sunday readings, they don't really do that, let alone the daily readings. So one of our secret agendas here on the backside is we give the gospel every single day, the daily gospel, and then we give them the goods on the best commentaries, Cornelius Alapidae, the early church fathers. I mean, I just, there's Haydock's commentary, so good, so good. There's just, and if we had 20 hours, we could, we could exhaust it, I suppose, but we have five minutes to do it all in. Wow. And we, I think we dive pretty deep in five minutes. And I bring this up to say this. Just imagine what we could do if all we gave it was five minutes a day. You know, and if you can give God five minutes a day by focusing on the gospel, that's huge. Um, there's so many people. I'll just take for an example. St. Teresa of Avila, somebody approached her and said, hey, how do I pray? And she said, well, if you spend the time, 
Uh, <laughs> if you give, if if you if you commit to the time, and you are doing that an hour every day, she was talking an hour every day. At the end of a one year, you are going to come back to me and tell me how to pray because the Holy Spirit is good. He is. He shows up. He shows you how to pray. But the problem is people don't give God that time. And yeah. Everything, everything she said as the doctor of the church on prayer was, I basically say it's Nike. Just do it. The problem is people don't do it. So a lot of the discussion and actually a lot of the, the um, buildup for making that commitment is why. Getting your motivation right. Getting your, like, why should you do this? This is, that, that's the hugest battle right there. Mm-hmm. Everything else comes after showing up. Yeah. And today, the gospel today, as a matter of fact, it's so very clear that we have to maintain this relationship with the Lord. And uh, even Augustine points out is, don't kid yourself. Don't fool yourself. If you're not going to maintain this relationship, you don't actually love Jesus. You know, you could say you love Jesus, but you don't mean it if you're not actually going to keep his words. And it made me think today, as I was reading through that, uh, about the, how we make a nightly examination of conscience. We pray the act of contrition. And perfect contrition versus imperfect contrition. You know, imperfect contrition is, I'm afraid of hell, so I don't want to go to hell. Perfect contrition is, oh man, how have I broken the heart of my love, my God, my creator, and how I have to do something about that, right? Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, ever-increasing desire for God. I want more God in my life. And that's where perfect contrition comes from. It comes from that holy desire to have more more God's uh, blessings and graces in, in your life. And if you keep my commandments, this is a conditional statement. It also means if you don't, mm-hmm. this is not going to happen. <laughs> you won't remain in my love if you don't keep my commandments. And you need a time of day where you're saying, well, am I? Am I actually keeping the commandments or not? Because if, I, if I'm not, then I need to figure out what I need to do, go back to being practical, and figure out what I need to do and, and make that happen. Yeah. We're, we're just about up to a break here, but uh, coming up... I guess it's going to be in June, June 13th, if I'm not mistaken. We're going to be launching a new radio program across the Guadalupe Radio Network side uh, called A Life Lived Joyfully. And uh, it's going to be a great program. Father Sam is the primary host, but there's going to be others involved, too, to include Monsignor Charles Pope is going to be also involved. Praise be to God. But uh, So we're going to be telling you more about that, and you'll be able to watch and uh, listen to the shows off of live radio as well as live radio. So praise God for that. But we're going to be continuing this conversation on the other side of this very short break on how to live joyfully in a world that seems more and more depressed every single day, but yet not at the same time put your head in the sand. All of that coming up with Father Sam Medley from the Society Related Most Holy Trinity right after this break. Don't go anywhere. Catholic Drive Time will be right back. Looking for a Catholic university where the greatest works of Western and Catholic tradition are the foundation for learning, all in an environment that is faithful to the magisterium? Recommended by the Cardinal Newman Society, the University of Dallas offers an exceptional liberal arts education, preserving the wisdom of the past while preparing students for the world-changing futures. Academically excellent, always faithful. Apply today at udallas.edu. Men, it's time. The Men's March to End Abortion and Rally for Personhood is Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day, from 12 to 3 p.m. in Tallahassee, Florida. 
Men gather at 12 p.m. for the march, while women, children, and families join us for the 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. You are needed. Every life matters. Join us on June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Father Sam Medley is our guest, Society of Our Lady, the Most Holy Trinity. We're talking about a brand new radio program that he's going to be hosting on the Guadalupe Radio Network called A Life Lived Joyfully, but more, I think, you know, in a bigger picture, we're talking about living joyfully in a world that seems seems to be losing its mind more and more every day. Welcome back to the show, Father Sam. Um sure. Let me ask you about the balance of things. So, I mean, I've met a lot of people who say, I don't ever listen to the news. I don't ever watch the news. I don't read the news. No news. I don't want to know nothing. Uh, and I can, I, I'm jealous in some ways about that because ignorance is bliss, as they say. And if you're just focused on your relationship to God, that's a great thing. But at the same time, you know, I don't feel like we should keep our head in the sand. We have to find, we have to strike a balance in this. How do we do that? Well, again... It, it really is about remaining in Jesus Christ and being faithful to your vocation. Because your responsibility for what you have to do will determine the amount that you have to interact with the world. There are people who consecrate themselves solely to contemplating the Word made flesh, Jesus Christ. The, the uh, cloistered nuns, they don't look at news ever their entire life. <laughs> you know, And they focus entirely on Jesus Christ. And that's that's their vocation to pray for the world. Now, someone who has to be in the world but not of the world, as St. Francis de Sales said, as a freshwater fish swimming through salt water, hmm. is someone who has to pay attention to the other fish. You know, you have to know what's going on around you, especially you have a responsibility to teach your children, to, to uh, transform the temporal order according to Christ. You have to know what's going on around you, but you have to keep your heart anchored in Jesus Christ while you're doing that. And so I, I guess the, the best way to do it is to focus on seeing the world through the cross rather than seeing the cross through the world. And if you get on the cross with Jesus and you look out, you have a, a very different approach to human history and the events of human history. And believe it or not, the fundamental disposition of Jesus crucified is grateful joy. Grateful joy, like you, you're grateful even though you're aware of all the sins of the world. Because you're focused on the Father, you're radically rooted in the Father. Just like the, the readings for today, uh, remain in my love. If you remain in the love of God, you cannot help but be joyfully, but you cannot help but notice everything around you. So I would say the, the discernment point is... You know, what is your vocation? Like, how much that will determine how much you have to interact with the world. And there are times where you have to pull back, you, where you have to say, I'm just going to, like, Lent and, and Advent are great penitential seasons where you can say, 
I'm not going to turn on any any social media or I'm going to, you know, focus on in um, a different way. I'm going to give this a, a different time and purify your sense of, of being rooted in Christ. That's not to, to put your head in the sand and, and escape, but that's just to, to know how you're viewing these events. No, Father, uh, that makes me, I'm, I'm a kind of a, in agreement with you there that, yes, uh, in some sense, it is very good to get away from all this news, especially during uh, the seasons of Lent, Advent. Uh, it's a good time to get away from all that and have this contemplative life. I know we kind of denigrate contemplative life nowadays and say, oh, we gotta got to be doing something, and as if praying is not doing something. Uh, but, you know, at the same time, a lot of the people that I know that are kind of have this mentality of, oh, you know, I don't want to look at the news, it's so depressing, will also be the same people who, like, will play video games and watch television <laughs> and be on YouTube. So it's not like they're Why like, oh, I don't, I don't watch that. news like Escapism. those other people. I'm a, I'm a good person avoiding the news. So, I mean, yes, I think that if you are avoiding the news for a good reason, then praise be to God, that's great. But if you are replacing that with video games, television, YouTube videos... Um, and you're just putting your head in the sand, then that can become a problem. What say you, Father? Yeah, I mean, that's just pure escapism. And the thing is, to run away from one form of, uh, you know, like a, one form of um, temptation and run to another is ridiculous because you're just escaping and, and hiding and not, not focusing on what you should be focusing on and allowing yourself to be distracted by something else. And that's, uh, people do that, it's called numbing where you just, you know, binge-watch Netflix or, or get stuck on, on, on video games for hours and hours and hours upon end, or endless scrolling, you know, just not focusing on saying, hey, wait a minute, let me check here. Am I, am I in Jesus Christ right now? Am I, am I in prayer, or am I distracting myself? Yeah. I also find that a lot of us uh, lay folk uh, really don't understand, we don't even really know what the virtues really are, how we're supposed to live them. I think a lot of times we might focus on the more popular virtues, you know, honesty or something like that, but then leave out other virtues. You know, I feel like we have an imperfect uh, view of virtue itself, and I'm hoping this is something that you'll be sort of educating us on during your radio program. We'll go back to the question, how do you live life joyfully? You will it. You choose it. And choosing is of the will, and the practice of the will entails the virtue. And People, I, I believe that there isn't a lot of practicing of the will choosing God's holy love. There's a lot of escaping of that decision, uh, putting down the cross, just like you said, Adrian, where you're, you know, running to uh, your game, your video games, or other distractions. You're not choosing, and anytime you, you're, you're choosing joy in the midst of the battlefield, you are definitely making uh, growth in virtue. Um, and that's really the our a Catholics or a, a Christ-centered person living in the world but not of the world will grow in virtue if they engage, and that's the the difficult part. But you can't engage unless you have that extra joy and enthusiasm of being loved by Jesus Christ. And, and when that happens, when you take a moment where you retreat for a moment and you say, "I'm going to focus on Christ and focus on His gaze. He's looking at me with love." And mercy and compassion, I'm given the straight same gifts and strength. I need to joyfully, enthusiastically go back into battle and keep choosing joy amidst the drudgery. 
Yes, that's absolutely true. You know, you can't give what you don't have, and you have to be fed on what the most, the greatest thing that we have available to us is our faith and our Lord Jesus Christ going to Mass, meditating on the, on the, uh, the Gospels, uh, on Scripture. And it reminds me also of, you know, it used to be that people had a, uh, a, a way of, of life. They had what's called a... Um, Oh, it's escaping me right now. Plan of life. A plan yeah. of life, exactly. And you would start the day. You would think about uh, your meditation the night previously, meditating on on your capital, uh, uh, your uh, your passion that's overwhelming you. And then the next day, you begin thinking about the virtue that you need to overcome that, and you start your day off right. Um, would you be talking about something like that in your in your program about how to start a a way of life? Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, we're Americans and we have this pragmatism that's very, very helpful when growing in maturity of your vocation. Um, Pope Benedict, when he visited America, he talked about that, how um, we have this gift of looking at things from a practical perspective. And the most practical is saying, what exactly do I need to do to remove what from my life so that I can really focus on God. And the other thing too, like you said, the Mass. The Mass is a, is a battle prayer. It, it, Jesus said, I give my flesh for the life of the world, not the church choir or the parish organizations or this, that, or the other. He, he said, I give my flesh for the life of the world. And the Eucharist gives you a grace to interact with the world as leaders in conscience of, 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 of bringing the conscience, the Ten Commandments, to bear on the world, because the, the world is constantly going to rage against them. It's constantly going to fight against them. But being a Catholic means you have a, a grounding, a center on the commandments, but you're able to make that a basis of interacting in the public and social sphere. And the Eucharist is what gives you the strength to do that, and the wherewithal. Because otherwise you can get dizzy, or escape, or uh, afraid, or tired, or... or a thousand other things that keep you from practicing virtue and growing in holiness in your state of life in a very practical way. Alberto, one of our CDT insiders, hangs out with us almost every day. He's from the UK. He, he watches and listens live on, uh, on YouTube. He brought up a great point. He says, every night, you know, after dinner, no more news. Cut it off. You know, you've you got to have a break. And this is something I often have said is, you know, we as Catholics, we have to be aware of what's going on, but we can't. Who, who loves to live 24-7 in, in the news cycle? Every time there's like a hurricane or whatever, what do we do? We live 24-7 in the news cycle, and we find ourselves anxious and stressed out, and we, we definitely need that balance. And so this is my question is, what do you think would be, like, how do we offset that? Is it, is it just ramping our prayer life? Do you recommend devotionals? Like, what, how, do you, how do you recommend that the average lay folk balance their life out? Well, you have to go back to something systematic and practical like the daily readings for Mass as the backbone of your prayer. And the, the, the Eucharist and the, the, the readings that come from it, the daily Mass readings, are a very real way of getting you to focus on what you need to focus on and being more preoccupied with what is God saying to me then how am I going to interact with it in the world? Because that's what the news is. And that's an excellent point to have a, a turn-off moment where you say, no more. Because you can engage and over-engage in the world as also a kind of escapism. Because you're escaping from your responsibility to be in Christ and to be 
Christ's hands and feet in the world and to, to reflect his face to a world that desperately needs it. Well, praise be to God. We're getting down to the wire here. Father Sam Medley has been our guest. His uh, community is the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity, based out of Corpus Christi, Texas. But he's got a program coming up uh, that's going to be airing across the GRM, but it'll also be live-streamed on social media as well, right? It's called The Life Lived Joyfully. I think June 13th is the launch date, if I'm not mistaken about that. But uh, praise be to God, Father Sam. Thank you for your time today. And would you give us your priestly blessing, please? Through the intercession of the Immaculate Virgin Mary, may Almighty God bless you and keep you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Praise be to God. Make sure to check out A Life Lived Joyfully. We'll have more on that in the coming days and weeks as well. Father Sam, great. God bless you. Good to see you. Have a great day. That is going to do it for this hour of Catholic Drive Time. A lot more still to come in Catholic Drive Time. Praise be to God. We'd love for you to join us, if you can, in the next hour where we have good news. We have Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day, plus our game show, Fear and Tribbling, plus an after show where we interact directly with you, and you get to drive that conversation with your commentary, your questions, or whatever you want. All of that still to come. Go to grnonline.com forward slash cdt to get uh, on the live stream. God bless you. God love you. See you back here tomorrow. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. From the University of Dallas and as seen on EWTN. What can I do that is the definite service that God wants me to give to the world? Think of the, the challenges that we have coming from our culture. We really need the virtue of courage. Are you ready to put yourself into the hazard? Are you ready to say yes to the call? Are you ready to be a witness to love? The Quest. All episodes streaming now at quest.udallas.edu. Hi, this is Walter Crawford with Homeschool Connections, a proud sponsor of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Please save the date for this year's The Catholic Homeschool Conference. It's virtual, so you can attend from the comfort of your own home or from an in-person watch party in your local community. It's Friday, June 10th and Saturday, June 11th. Our theme this year is empowering you to homeschool joyfully. May God continue to bless your homeschool journey. More information is available at catholichomeschoolconference.com. Men, it's time. Moral relativism is growing and the soul of our nation is at stake. Nowhere is it more manifestly obvious than with the daily ongoing mass murder of abortion. As leaders, protectors, and providers, we must go first. In facing reality, taking responsibility, repenting for what we've done and haven't done, and resolving to do more. The opportunity is before us on Saturday, June 11th, the weekend before Father's Day in Tallahassee, Florida. We'll be gathering at 12 p.m. and embarking on a four-mile march of prayer and sacrifice that will culminate in a 2 p.m. rally at the Florida State Capitol. We welcome all women, children, and families to join us in standing up for the personhood of the preborn at the 2 p.m. rally. 
We're also hoping Governor Ron DeSantis will join us and assure us that he will lead on life. Join us June 11th in Tallahassee. For more information, go to themensmarch.com. This is the station that the Lord has made. KSHJ, 1430 AM, Houston, Texas. So listen on air and online at grnonline.com. Rejoice and be glad in it. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic drive time. Now here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. Good morning. Going to be a great hour this hour. We just wrapped up a wonderful conversation with Father Sam Medley from the Society of Our Lady, the Most Holy Trinity, who has a brand new radio show uh, that's going to be airing all across the Guadalupe Radio Network starting June the 13th. It's called A Life Lived Joyfully. It's going to happen in the 3 o'clock Central Time Zone and 4 o'clock Eastern. It's going to include the Divine Mercy Chaplet. And then it's going to be focused on teaching the virtues, living a virtuous life. I mean, just imagine, just imagine if the vast majority of Catholics lived virtuously. Man, it wouldn't matter. Like, there's so much that would no longer matter because the body of Christ was living in a state of grace, abiding in God's love, and living virtuously. That's part of the goal of Father Sam Medley's program, which will also include, by the way, uh, Monsignor Charles Pope is going to be a part of that as well. So you'll be hearing more about a life lived joyfully with Father Sam and Monsignor and others uh, coming up all across the Guadalupe Radio Network. So stay tuned for that. As I said, it will be a great hour because we have our game show coming up. Praise be to God. Prizes are involved. And today is the day where I send an email to the CDT Insiders, and I send you cool stuff, fun stuff, stuff you probably aren't going to get anywhere else. And I'm doing that today in the email list. So if you would like that, make sure you are signed up. You you can do that a couple of ways. One is to just go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. That's grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Or pull out your cell phone and text the letters GRN to the number 42828. That's text GRN to the number 42828. That will also put you on the email list, and you'll get that in your inbox later this morning. Praise be to God. Good morning to you, Rudy Carlos. Good morning, Joe. And I'm thinking now, if every Catholic lived in mm. virtue, mm-hmm. if they strove for virtue, yeah, well, you know what we would have? Uh, Reign of Mary. Good monarchs. <laughs> you know what they say? Virtuous Catholics finally get a good monarch. Yes. Good monarchs. Good monarchs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about butterflies. No, we're not. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, we're not. Uh, make the Habsburgs great again. I'm not sure. Can we can we get that hashtag trending? How about the Carloses? The Carloses. Ooh. Or the McLeans. Mm. Or maybe the Fonsecas. Not royal blood. Just, uh, yeah. just hate to tell you, but a king has to come from royal blood. Well. It's the way it goes. I don't make the rules. just is what it is. Well, we don't have any now, so. Uh, then, make then, our we're rules. then we're stuck. Yeah. We did that. It's called the American Experiment. <laughs> Speaking of experiments, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Yes, speaking of experiments, right? Uh, are, are we're you going to be possibly related to uh, I was Ferdinand? told 
I was told I was going to be elected as king of America. I was. So, <laughs> you have some remote connection new, to Ferdinand, right? New bloodline, the yeah. Fonseca line, the f- which of, is yeah, of rain, like four the cousins removed from Ferdinand. Probably not. No, come on. Almost no. certainly not. Come on. And uh, we should get that but do uh, not DNA worry, test. But do not worry. When I am king, I will mm-hmm. be a benevolent ruler. I will. Sure. I will ban everything I don't like. Mm-hmm. I will mm-hmm. be a a theocratic mm-hmm. leader. Okay, it'll be great. Yeah. Anime will be banned. Ooh, video oh, games, games video games will also be banned specifically. Oh, nah, I, I, you got my vote. Right? Nah. You had me at video games go. are banned. There you go. Like, oh, I draw the line at anime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> video yeah. games off. I just want to Habsburg. Get, get like anime. your hands off my my video games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Habsburgs may not like that uh, that <clears throat> policy agenda yeah, platform, Habs- but right. <laughs> Edward Habsburg likes anime for some reason. Some odd, very odd. cringe. Yeah. Very cringe. For a successor to the Holy Roman Emperor. It is weird. And this is why they're going to elect me instead of the Habsburg. <laughs> right. Right. Got it. Okay. Well, praise be to God. Uh, I, I don't know how we got on a conversation about... Virtues. I, about uh, the about hypothetical... I think they were talking about how virtuous King? I am. And that's oh, what talking about. It's funny. I don't remember that coming up. But okay. Hey, listen. Also coming up, uh, I will be off tomorrow and Monday. I will not be here. So best of luck to you, dear listener. <laughs> best of luck to you. I'll be praying for you. Because uh, Rudy is going to be hanging out, holding down the fort, along with Adrian. And our good friend, Attorney Brent Haynes, political commentator, is going to be on tomorrow as to, uh, as to round out the team. Praise be to God. He'll be in studio with them. And then on Monday, our good friend of the show, Jesus Robles, is going to be here. Praise be to Jesus. So uh, it'll ought to be fun and interesting conversation. And I will not be around to enjoy it. But you, you know will be. Say. For you will be, praise be to God. So. You know what they say, when the boss is away, the children <laughs> will play. So we're going to have a great time. Yeah, good luck. Like I said, I'll be praying for you. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so make sure you're on our email list. Have a great couple of days, but we have a wonderful hour to get into. Let's pray and let's get started. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, and now your good news with Rudy Carlos. Praise be to God. Thanks for listening to Catholic Drive Time. Here are some good news stories to share with you. You get two today. Breitbart reports... Five Border Patrol agents honored for saving migrants locked in the trunk of a burning car. Tucson Sector Border Patrol officials honored five agents who put their own lives in danger to rescue two migrants locked inside the trunk of a burning vehicle. The vehicle caught fire as a human smuggler attempted to flee and avoided apprehension. Agents assigned to the Interstate 19 Border Patrol checkpoint last December observed a vehicle approaching for inspection. The driver, a U.S. citizen, drove away to avoid arrest. A pursuit ended, ensued, rather, and the smuggling vehicle caught fire within a few miles, according to a December 2021 tweet from Tucson Sector Chief Patrol Agent John R. Maudlin. The agents quickly responded to the life-threatening emergency and rescued two migrants locked inside the trunk of the burning car. This week, Tucson Sector officials honored Border Patrol agents Fleming, Lysak, Brooks, Engels, and Shaben with the presentation of the agency's third highest medal, the U.S. Border Patrol's Achievement Award for their heroic actions in saving the lives of the migrants.
In April, Del Rio Sector Chief Patrol Agent Jason D. Owens honored 240 agents in his sector with awards for life-saving action. Three of these included the Newton Azark Award, the Border Patrol's highest award for heroism above and beyond the call of duty. And to fill our, our daily dog quota, or a monthly dog quota story, Epic Times reports adorable dog can't hide her joy seeing homeless man who visits her each day. Friendships can be made anywhere. Edna Kabori, who's 62, a public education administrator, sees a daily reminder of this when her adopted dog, Mimi, anxiously awaits a regular visit from her friend, Mr. Sebastião. A resident wanderer of the streets of Sao Paulo, Brazil, where Kabori grew up and lives, Mr. Sebastião makes it a point to drop by and say hello to Mimi every day. Mimi's excitement is unequivocal. She dances in anticipation, unable to hide her impatience, and then languishes in the attention of her friend, Mr. Sebastião. The sweet relationship between Mimi and Mr. Sebastião started a while back after an outside meeting. He regularly wanders the city and would come and greet the dog, after which the dog would understand that this man was coming and would be very excited. They filmed the encounter and uh, Mr. Sebastião's affectionate greeting. And dear listener, in your charity, if you happen to see a homeless person today, and it seems safe to do so, take some time to acknowledge them. Many feel invisible and forgotten, and in doing so, you can bring Christ to them. And that's good news. God love you. The saint of the day is Saint Ivo of Carmarton, born in at Carmarton in a manor near Treguar in Brittany on the 17th of October, 1253. Ivo was a son of Helori, the lord of Carmarton in Azo du Quinquas. In 1267, Ivo was sent to the Faculty of Law of Paris, which is now known as the University of Paris, where he graduated in civil law. While other students caroused, Ivo studied, prayed, and visited the sick. He also refused to eat meat or drink wine, and among his fellow students, there were the scholars Dunn Scotus and Roger Bacon, two very famous people you may have heard of. He went to Orleans in 1277 to study canon law under Peter de la Chapelle, a famous journalist who later became the Bishop of Toulouse and a cardinal. On his return to Brittany, having received minor orders, he was appointed an official, the title given to an ecclesiastical judge of the Archdeanery of Reims. He protected orphans and widows and defended the poor, and he rendered fair and impartial verdicts. It is said that even those on the losing side respected his decisions. Ivo also represented the helpless in other courts. He paid their expenses and visited them in prison. He earned the title of Advocate of the Poor. Although it was common to give judges gifts, Ivo refused these so-called gifts, otherwise known as bribes. He often helped many disrupting parties settle out of court so they could save money. Meanwhile, he studied scripture, and there are strong reasons for a belief that, the, that he joined the Franciscan Third Order of, and later on in Goingamp. Ivo was ordained to the priesthood in 1284, and he continued to practice law, and once when a mother and son could not resolve many of their differences, he offered a mass for them, and they immediately reached a settlement. Ivo was soon invited by the Bishop of Tregoire to become his official and accepted the offer in 1284. He displayed a great zeal and rectitude in the discharge of his duty, and he did not hesitate to resist taxation by the king, which he considered an encroachment on the rights of the church. Huh, 
Ever hear about that? The rights of the church? Due to his charity, he gained the title of advocate and patron of the poor. Having been ordained, he was appointed to the parish of Tredraz in 1285 and eight years later to Lunec, where he died of natural causes after a life of hard work and repeated fasting. He died in 1303. The patron saint of judges is one of the things that he's a patron saint of, so it might be good to pray to him today for the Supreme Court. St. Ivo of Carmarton, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from John chapter 15, verses 9 through 11. As the Father hath loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, as I also have kept my Father's commandments, and do abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and your joy may be filled. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Augustine would say, quote, And what is Christ's joy in us but that he designs to rejoice on our account. And what is our joy, which he says shall be full, but to have fellowship with him? He had perfect joy on our account when he rejoiced in foreknowing and predestinating us, but that joy was not in us because then we did not exist. It began to be in us when he called us, and this joy we rightly call our own, this joy wherewith we shall be blessed, which is begun in the faith of them who are born again and shall be fulfilled in the reward of them who rise again. Close quote. St. Augustine, pray for us. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, definitely. There's a lot here from Cornelius Alapide. You're thinking, there's only like three verses in that scripture passage. How much could he say? There are 15 paragraphs on these three verses from Cornelius Alapide. So Cornelius Alapide says here, Love precedes the keeping of commandments. Quoting St. Augustine, he says, For he who loveth not hath nothing from whence he may keep them. And what therefore he ha here saith, he does not show from whence love is generated, but how it is shown, that no one may deceive himself by saying that he loves him when he keeps not his commandments. This, however, must be referred to the love wherewith he loves us. Thus, by this ye shall know that ye abide in the love with which I love you. If ye keep my precepts, not indeed that we first keep his commandments in order that he may love us, but that unless he loved us, we could not keep his commandments. This is the grace which is plain to the humble, but hidden from the proud. This is incredibly important. Why? Because this idea that if you love God, you will keep his commandments. I want to repeat that again. If you love God, you will keep his commandments. And what does this mean for us if we do not love God, then that means we do not keep his commandments. And the inverse is also true. If we do not keep his commandments, then we do not love God. So, so many people, I hear this all the time when I'm out and about with the TFP and doing protests, they say, you know, all God said is to love people. He just wants you to love him. That's it. It's like, well, what does it mean to love God? Well, our Lord is telling us, if you love God, 
Well, that means you're going to keep his commandments. And what are his commandments? Well, you have the Ten Commandments, but you also have the Beatitudes. You also have everything revealed in sacred scripture. You also have everything revealed through his church and the laws of his church. So these are the things that we need to be made aware of. We need to understand and know the law so that way we can keep the law. And because that is a sign of our love of God, and it is a sign of the love that God has for us. All right. Praise be to God. Thank you, Cornelius Alapade, for getting deeper into the gospel today. But it's time to play our game show, Fear and Trembling, and we need a caller on the line to play the game. So if you have never played before, now is a great time to do it because it is all easy question Thursday. Although I'm not going to ask you anyway, so you don't even need to know. So just call 877-757-9424. Call now if you've never played 877-757-9424. If it's been at least a month, you can call back 877-757-9424. Call right now. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read Scripture. Read the Catechism. Listen to Apologetics tapes. Listen to Catholic Radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5, verse 10. Do not be afraid. Henceforth, you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes, and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know, when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. <laughs> the Catholic Trivia Game Show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host... Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have secrets and agendas. And you're not allowed to tell anybody. All right, so that's the deal. Praise be to God. And if you promise me you won't tell anybody, I mean no one. Stop it. You're tweeting. Stop it. I can see it. Don't do that. Put it down. Back off. All right, you ready? Number one, we like to teach the faith. And we look for teachable moments in the questions where you just might learn something you did not know before. Although I'm looking at the questions today and 
You probably already know all these. I'm just going to say that right now. All right, number two, we like to have a laugh. We like to have a good time. And our callers are absolutely the best. They laugh with us. We enjoy that most. And then, of course, we give out prizes, which makes this a winner for everyone involved. Praise be to God. But if you're new here, let me explain. I do have three Catholic trivia questions in front of me, but I do not ask the caller the questions, so they don't need to know any of the correct answers, but could still win the game. And that's because instead of asking them, I shall ask Rudy and I shall ask Adrian, one of which will give us a correct answer, the other will give us an incorrect answer, and the caller will then have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision Whomst do they trust more, Rudy or Adrian? And every correct answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Rudy, what can they win? Praise be to God. It's still May, and May is the month of Mary. So to continue spreading the word on the greatest spiritual weapon we have, we're going to be giving away another beautiful rosary Ooh. made by Rugged Rosaries. Nice. I'm holding it in my hand if you're watching us on the live stream. Uh, you can see it. If you're not lo- watching us on the live stream, I'll describe it to you. It's a beautiful serpentine color. It's got an Our Lady of Guadalupe medal on it and a St. Benedict uh, medal crucifix with a very, very good form of, uh, of the corpus here. So whoever wins this, make sure to get it blessed with the St. Benedict medal prayer because it has one on there. Anyway, the winner this week will receive this rosary, and they can pray the rosary every single day as Our Lady of Fatima requested us to do so. This was given to us by a very generous benefactor. Thank you very much. And if you would also like to be a generous benefactor, let us know. Shoot us an email at rudy, R-U-D-Y, at grnonline.com. Thank you. Yeah, praise be to God. We are so grateful to our anonymous benefactor who's given this gift to give away to one of you. So uh, be sure to support those that support us. We'd be very grateful. At any rate, let's play our game. Praise be to God. Let's go to the phones. Jamie, good morning to you. Good morning. Praise be to God, Jamie. Where are you calling from? San Antonio, Texas. The home of the mighty rockets. How proud you must be. Don't be silent. Yeah, Just you, it's okay. You can you can admit it publicly. No need to be, you know remain quiet about it. <laughs> Go Rockets, right? Go Spurs. Well, I'm sorry, you broke up. What? Um, Spurs? What, what? What is that like? Go Badminton? Like, what do they the Spurs do? The Spurs haven't played basketball since the Admiral left the, the court. Come on, Jamie. That's true. Uh, Manu. Uh, that was it. I used to love going to Spurs games when the Admiral was there. Oh, they were so good. I got Spurs. That jingle, jingle, jingle. That's not the same thing, oh, really. oh, All okay. right. Where do you go to church, Jamie? St. Dominic's. St. Dominic's. Praise be to God. My, one of my St. favorite Dominic's. saints. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, Jamie, are you ready to play this game? Yes, sir. Okay. You sound very confident. I like that. I like that. Well, uh, let's do this. We will start with Rudy, as is our custom. Our tradition, our patrimony. Where are those voices coming from? Uh, from your Team Rudy fans. Is it in my head? Yes, totally. totally. Where, what noise is coming from? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to take my meds. <laughs> All right, Rudy, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you sure? I'm ready. Are you sure? Sir, yes, sir. I like that. Praise God. Uh, what is the title used when addressing the Pope? <laughs> okay. So if you ever if you ever have an audience with the Pope, mm-hmm. what you do is you say, you do you do you do your thug thing and you say, "What's poppin', Big Papa?" <clears throat> Y'all know what I'm talking about. It's all good, baby. I'm sorry. One more time. If you happen to get an audience okay. with the Pope, okay, what you do is you uh-huh. walk up, yeah, 
and you say... Do you kiss the ring? You do. Yeah, you do your thug thing, you kiss the ring, and you say, <laughs> what's poppin', Big Papa? You know what I'm talking about? It's all good, baby. And then he says, my apostolic blessing upon you. That, that. Clearly you need it. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Adrian. Mm. I don't know how to follow up that. Yes, I'm not sure Adrian, can you tell me what is the title used in addressing the Pope? Please. Oh yeah, Big Papa is it is an interesting way to address the Pope. I mean, I'm, not, I'm having flashbacks of the nineties right now. That's it's not the kind of flashbacks you want. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go with Big Papa. I'm gonna go with your holiness. Your a little different, a little different. <laughs> well, a little bit. Mm. It's a little different. Seems respectful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Big Papa is pretty respectful too. All right, Jamie, you got choices. Is it as uh, Adrian says, Your Holiness, or is it as Rudy says, What's happening, Big Papa? Do your thug <laughs> thing, I guess. <laughs> Ten seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Jamie, what say you? Adrian. Are you sure? I mean, have you, have you, have you shot that through? Yeah, yeah. What would, what would possibly <laughs> overcome you to make you think that it, that was Big Pop was not it? The funny thing I is, I'm know. sure somebody has said that to him by now. There's no way. Hopefully not. Yes. Pope not Francis is so approachable. I just figured he wouldn't mind. I don't know. Yeah. Probably. Probably doesn't. He wouldn't mind. Probably wouldn't. That's his preferred yeah. way. Of but your holiness it. is the correct way to do it. Just like a cardinal's eminence. Uh, your beatitude would be the Eastern Orthodox. Would be the patriarchs. The patriarchs. So it, there's lots of cool titles like that. But you're in for one, Jamie. I think we're going to double your chances next. Super easy question of the day. I'm not sure who's picking these questions, but this, we're going to go to Adrian for this. Oh, Adrian. That's dangerous. Adrian, can you tell me? That is my name. I can tell you my name. It's not Big Papa? It is not Big Papa. Okay. Please do not call me that. <laughs> <laughs> now I know what I can... What button to push. All right. Adrian, can you tell me what is a cycle of prayers spanning nine days called? Yes. Mm-hmm. A cycle of prayers mm -hmm. that span nine days mm -hmm. is called a cyclical a because cyclical. it's a cycle. Okay. Mm -hmm. mm, cyclical, you say. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, let's just see what Rudy says, though. Uh, Rudy, if you can put your thug life on hold for a moment, <laughs> uh, can you tell me... Put <laughs> some respect on my name. <laughs> Yo, can you tell me what is a cycle of prayers spanning nine days called? It's easy math. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Mm -hmm. Novena. A novena. Yeah, that's your answer. That's right. A novena. Sounds I think up. so. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jamie, is it a novena, as Rudy seems to suggest, or is it a cyclical, as Adrian seems to suggest? 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Jamie, what say you? Rudy. Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> yes, can't I can't. You know, you can't fool San Antonians. Not They're too no. smart. They, you want to know why? They listen to Catholic radio because Judson High School is there. I guess that, that might right? be it. But yeah. is that I, the I pinnacle of uh, education? San Antonians oh, listen yeah. to Catholic radio. Sure. Well, that's true. Now, technically, Judson High School is not in San Antonio. Well, that's it's outside of San Antonio. Well, what are we Who talking about? Johnson, anyway? yeah, it's, it's the greatest high school football team on planet Earth. Just ask Jamie. She'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Right, right, Jamie. Jamie? Jamie, were you yeah, there? Oh, I'm sorry, what? You're breaking up. She's, she's, 
I can't hear him. Can't hear. Sorry. Blink twice if you're being held hostage. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. We're going to go in for three here. Again, I think it's easily the easiest question of today. Actually, this actually is the hardest question we've ever had. Really? This is the hardest question (laughs) we've ever had in the history of the show. We need to talk about standards. Okay. It's it's so hard. We're going to go back to Rudy. Rudy, can you tell me what term refers to the marks of the five wounds suffered by Christ during the crucifixion? What term refers to the marks of the five wounds? Okay. That would be the stigmata. Now, people think that's mm-hmm. really cool to get this thing. Actually, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a grace uh-huh. you get to suffer yeah. a little bit. Just a tiny bit mm-hmm. of what Christ suffered. Yeah. The stigmata. Okay. Okay. And then they make cool statuary after you. You might be a saint if that happens to you. Pretty much. Okay. Let's just see what, uh, what Adrian says. Adrian, can you tell me what term refers to the marks of the five wounds suffered by Christ during the crucifixion? Mm, yes. Yeah, those those marks you say of the wounds. Mm-hmm. Yes, because they're called marks. They're known in English. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the Latin term analogy right at this moment, but yep. the, the technical term is the marky marks. <laughs> Yo, okay, uh, Jamie, you got choices. Is uh, these five marks are they called the marky marks? And the funky bunch, as Adrian seems to think. Never say funky bunch. Or is it the stigmata, as Rudy suggests? 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Who has not had enough coffee today? Jamie, what say you? (laughs) They are the stigmata. The stigmata. A voice of reason in a room filled with silliness. Jamie, God bless you. God bless you. Well done. You're in for three. Perfect score. Thanks for having a laugh and a good time today. God bless you, wherever you're doing. We'll be praying for you, but uh, we're going to put you on hold. Have a great day, Jamie. That is going to do it for the radio side. Boy, what's popping? What a silly game show today. Hang out with us in the after show if you can. God bless you. God love you. See you Thank on Tuesday. Thank you for joining us on your Catholic Drive Time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Welcome to the Holy Mass at Our Lady of Corpus Christi Chapel. Today we celebrate Thursday of the fifth week of Easter. The intention for today's Mass is for all of our online viewers and for those joining us through Guadalupe Radio. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Ye sons and daughters of the Lord, the King of glory, King adored, this day himself from death restored. Alleluia. 
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Brothers and sisters, let us call to mind our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. I confess to Almighty God, and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done, and what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask the Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and to you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, by whose grace, though sinners, we are made just, and though pitiable, made blessed, stand, we pray, by your works, stand by your gifts, that those justified by faith may not lack the courage of perseverance. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. After much debate had taken place, Peter got up and said to the apostles and the presbyters, My brothers, you are well aware that from early days God made his choice among you, that through my mouth the Gentiles would hear the word of the gospel and believe. And God, who knows the heart, bore witness by granting them the Holy Spirit, just as he did us. He made no distinction between us and them, for by faith he purified their hearts. Why then are you now putting God to the test by placing on the shoulders of the disciples a yoke that neither our ancestors nor we have been able to bear? On the contrary, we believe that we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus in the same way as they. The whole assembly fell silent, and they listened while Paul and Barnabas described the signs and wonders God had worked among the Gentiles through them. After they had fallen silent, James responded, My brothers, listen to me. Simeon has described how God first concerned himself with acquiring from among the Gentiles a people for his name. The words of the prophets agree with this, as is written, After this I shall return and rebuild the fallen hut of David. From its ruins I shall rebuild it and raise it up again, so that the rest of humanity may seek out the Lord, even all the Gentiles on whom my name is invoked. Thus says the Lord who accomplishes these things known from of old. It is my judgment, therefore, that we ought to stop troubling the Gentiles who turn to God, but tell them by letter to avoid pollution from idols, unlawful marriage, 
the meat of strangled animals and blood. For Moses, for generations now, has had those who proclaim him in every town, as he has been read in the synagogues every Sabbath. The word of the Lord. Proclaim God's marvelous deeds to all the nations. Proclaim God's marvelous deeds to all the nations. Sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord, all you lands. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim God's marvelous deeds to all the nations. Announce his salvation day after day. Tell his glory among the nations, among all peoples his wondrous deeds. Proclaim God's marvelous deeds to all the nations. Say among the nations, the Lord is king. He has made the world firm not to be moved. He governs the peoples with equity. Proclaim God's marvelous deeds to all the nations. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia. My sheep hear my voice, says the Lord. I know them and they follow me. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy might be in you and your joy might be complete. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI once pointed out an interesting difference between the human intellect and the human will. The human intellect, he pointed out, that uh, when you learn something or when you acquire knowledge, you possess it, and it remains with you as something that you can kind of continually build upon. You know, every morning when you wake up, you don't have to relearn that 2 plus 2 is equal to 4. You know it and you move forward. And in fact, with knowledge, we can also say it kind of is accumulative even generation to generation. My generation didn't have to wake up and discover how to uh, build a wheel or how to make a wheel. That had already been done long ago. And so knowledge keeps on building from a base that you have. In contrast with the human will and the highest act of the will, which is to love, um, he pointed out that this is something which is not a one-time only decision that you make on a day and then it remains with you because of that one decision. But rather, it is something that every single day of one's life, we have to reuse our freedom to make an act of the will to be loving people. It kind of goes in line with an ancient definition of love, which went something like this, uh, to love is to want the same thing and to reject the same thing. I suppose if one thinks of a happy marriage, in many ways you can say the spouses 
repeatedly, day after day, choose one another. They choose to want one another. They choose to love one another. And because of the exclusivity of their covenant together, it means rejecting any other intruder who would come into that marriage and separate them. To want the same thing, to reject the same thing. Today's Gospel speaks to us about remaining in Jesus' love. As the Father has loved Jesus, so he, Jesus has loved us, and the Lord tells us to remain in his love. I think for us, when we think of that notion of love, of being this act of the will that every single moment and every single day of our life we have to make, uh, we're reminded that to remain in God's love means to every single day to choose God, to choose his love, to choose to abide by his commandments, as Jesus says, and at the same time to reject all things which are opposed or contrary to God and to his love, namely sin, evil, and wickedness. This is what it means to remain in God's love. We think of remaining in God's love and repeatedly being replenished in his love. It also, of course, reminds us of the essential value of the Eucharist in our life, that if we are to be loving with the same heart that Jesus loves with, then it means we have to have access to the source of all love, which of course is the Lord himself. And this is precisely what we enter into in every Eucharistic celebration, that in receiving the Lord Jesus in the Holy Eucharist, that we receive the possibility to become transformed, to be more and more like him, and to love as the Lord has loved. Of course, for all those who are joining us online and by radio, we also are reminded that God can bestow his grace as he chooses. And therefore, the act of making a spiritual communion, of opening oneself, it avails oneself to the grace of God that gives us that same access to his love to be replenished in it and then to go and share it. And so, my brothers and sisters, as we go forward today, let us never forget the importance of making these acts of the will every day of our life to be loving people, to love those around us, but above all, to love God. And let us ask God for the grace that we would always choose him, that we would always choose his love, that we would always reject sin and all that which is contrary to God's love. And let us ask that we would always be replenished and refreshed and have the desire to come to encounter the Lord in the Eucharist so that we may truly touch and have access to the font of love so that we then could go and share that same love with others. Amen. Trusting in our Father's love and mercy, let us bring our petitions before him. We pray for our Holy Father, Pope Francis, for his physical and spiritual needs. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for all bishops and government leaders, that they would be guided by the wisdom and counsel of the Holy Spirit in their decisions. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for peace in the world. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the sick and the suffering, that they would be given consolation in their faith and experience the healing touch of Jesus Christ. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for the repose of the soul of Vern Brockie and for the faithful departed. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. 
for our family, friends, and benefactors, for all those who have asked for our prayers, for those joining us online and through radio, and for all those enrolled in the Salt Mass Association, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And for those intentions that we hold in our heart, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. Merciful Father, we thank you for hearing our petitions and granting our prayers through Christ our Lord. Amen. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, early in the morning our song shall rise to Thee. Holy, 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 merciful and mighty, God in three persons, blessed Trinity. Holy, 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 all the saints adore Thee, Casting down their golden crowns around the glassy sea. Cherubim and seraphim falling down before thee. Which word and art and evermore shall be. Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands. Praise and glory of his name for our good and good of all his holy church. O God, who by the wonderful exchange effected in this sacrifice have made us partakers of the one supreme Godhead, grant, we pray, that as we have come to know your truth, we may make it ours by a worthy way of life through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and just. It is truly right and just. Our duty and our salvation. At all times to acclaim you, O Lord. But in this time, above all, to laud you yet more gloriously, when Christ our Passover has been sacrificed. By the oblation of his body, he brought the sacrifices of old to fulfillment in the reality of the cross. And by commending himself to you for our salvation, showed himself the priest, the altar, and the lamb of sacrifice. Therefore, overcome with paschal joy, every land, every people exalts in your praise. And even the heavenly powers with the angelic host Sing together the unending hymn of your glory as they acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, 
Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, plenisum celia terra, gloria tua, Hosanna in excelsis, benedictus, qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna in excelsis. You are indeed holy, O Lord, and all you have created rightly gives you praise. For through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, by the power and working of the Holy Spirit, you give life to all things and make them holy. And you never cease to gather a people to yourself, so that from the rising of the sun to its setting, a pure sacrifice may be offered to your name. Therefore, O Lord, we humbly implore you, by the same Spirit, graciously make holy these gifts we have brought to you for consecration that they may become the body and blood of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, at whose command we celebrate these mysteries. For on the night he was betrayed, he himself took bread, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, broke the bread, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and giving you thanks, he said the blessing, and gave the chalice to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith, save us, Savior of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the saving passion of your Son, his wondrous resurrection and ascension into heaven, and as we look forward to his second coming, we offer you in thanksgiving this holy and living sacrifice. Look, we pray upon the oblation of your church and recognizing the sacrificial victim by whose death you will to reconcile us to yourself. Grant that we who are nourished by the body and blood of your Son and filled with his Holy Spirit may become one body, one spirit in Christ. May he make of us an eternal offering to you so that we may obtain an inheritance with your elect especially with the most blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with blessed Joseph, her spouse, with your blessed apostles and glorious martyrs, and with all the saints on whose constant intercession in your presence we rely for unfailing help. May this sacrifice of our reconciliation, we pray, O Lord, advance the peace and salvation of all the world. Be pleased to confirm in faith and charity your pilgrim church on earth with your servant, Francis, our Pope, and Michael, our bishop, the order of bishops, all the clergy, and the entire people you have gained for your own. Listen graciously to the prayers of this family whom you have summoned before you. In your compassion, O merciful Father, gather to yourself all your children scattered throughout the world. Remember your servant Vern, whom you have called from this world to yourself. 
Grant that he who was united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. When from the earth he will raise up in the flesh those who have died and transform our lowly body after the pattern of his own glorious body. To our departed brothers and sisters too, and to all who are pleasing to you with their passing from this life, give kind admittance to your kingdom. There we hope to enjoy forever the fullness of your glory, when you will wipe away every tear from our eyes. For seeing you, our God, as you are, we shall be like you for all the ages, and praise you without end, through Christ our Lord, through whom you bestow on the world all that is good. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. Preceptis salutaribis moniti, et divina institutione formati, audemus indicere, Pater Noster, quia sincenis, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat renum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, sicur in celo et in terra, panem nostrum quotidianum, da nobis odie, et imite nobis servita nostra, et nos imitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos amalo. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil, graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. On you stay, qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. On you stay, Qui tolis peccatamundi, miserere nobis. Agnus Dei, qui tolis peccatamundi, dona nobis pacem. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed.
an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. Embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The King of love, my shepherd is, whose goodness faileth never. I nothing lack if I am his, and he is mine forever. Where streams of living water flow, my ransom soul he leadeth. And where the verdant pastures grow with food celestial feed. Perverse and foolish oft I strayed, but yet in love he sought me, and on his shoulder gently laid, and home rejoicing brought me. Let us pray. Graciously be present to your people, we pray, O Lord, and lead those you have imbued with heavenly mysteries to pass from former ways to newness of life through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Jesus, Holy Mary, Mother of God, Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The prayer to St. Michael. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. 
prayer of deliverance. Almighty God and Father, we beg thee through the intercession and help of the archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. Celebrating the culture of life. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Hi, I'm Omar. And I'm Natalia. And we attend Our Lady of Los 